Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Wednesday, February 10th. Our Bruins are in action tonight on Broadway, taking on the New York Rangers. We'll take some time to preview that game, as well as open up the mailbag and update some news and notes from around the NHL. Before we get to that, let me remind you, the podcast is available on Google, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever podcast app you use please do hit that subscribe button so that each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated, ideally kindly. If you're on Twitter, you can follow the program at LO Boston Bruins. On Instagram, we are Locked On Bruins, and you can find me on both platforms at Ian C. McLaren. The Bruins have completed their morning skate in advance of tonight's game, and the lineup looks set. We will, of course, have the return of two players to the lineup. Jake DeBrusque is back on the left side. He's going to play on the third line, and Matt Grizzlick is also back on the second pair of the defense. So the lines will look like Marchand, Bergeron, Pasternak, Richie, Krejci, Smith, DeBrusque, Coyle, Anders Bjork will be on the right side of that line as a left-hand shot, and then Trent Frederick, Sean Corrali, Chris Wagner. I should mention Jack Stanika is healthy. He has been assigned to Providence for the time being. Head coach Bruce Cassidy, in his Zoom availability this morning, said he wants Stanika to work on his game along the walls. That's kind of how he was injured. And as a natural center, playing on the wing, uh, it would be good for him to get some extra work there. If he is going to be back with the Bruins anytime soon, it would be on a wing spot, seeing as the Bruins are currently very strong down the middle, barring injury to Berge, Krejci, Coyle, or Corrali. So he could go on the right side of the third line with DeBrusque and uh, Coyle, but For the time being, he's getting some practice in with the Providence Bruins, perhaps a game or two, uh, to work on his game along the walls, and then uh, could be back at some point in the near future. I mentioned Grizzlick is back, so that takes Connor Clifton out of the lineup. We'll have Grizzlick with Carlo on the second pair, Lozon McAvoy, Zborl, Miller, and Tuka Rask will get the start in net. Now, if you are unfamiliar with how the Rangers are doing so far this season, they have a record of 4-5-2, 10 points. That's 26th overall in the NHL. The Rangers currently sit last in the East Division, tied for points with Buffalo and the Devils at 10, but their win percentage or point percentage is 455, uh, minus one goal differential as well which is not super encouraging. In terms of shots allowed per game, the Rangers are not terrible in that category. They rank 10th by allowing only 
27.9 shots against per game, and they're also uh, pretty good when it comes to shots for per game at 20, sorry, 32.2, which is ahead of the Bruins. Our Bruins are allowing a league low 23.5 shots per game, so that could be the difference there. Uh, the Bruins power play, I mentioned the other day, is currently uh, sixth in the NHL. The penalty kill is second compared to the Rangers, who have a power play that is ranked 25th and a penalty kill that is ranked 11th so the Bruins could have the edge here in special teams as well the Bruins will play the Rangers tonight as well as Friday night a good chance for them to yeah get these guys back in the lineup to also uh, take advantage of uh, a lesser team in the East Division and really solidify their standing as the top team in the East at uh, the moment Another interesting wrinkle I mentioned yesterday is the Bruins' five-forward first power play unit. Pasternak, Krejci, Bergeron, Marchand, and Ritchie. And then the second unit was Grizzlick, McAvoy, DeBrusque, Coyle, and Smith. So that could be very fun and effective. Speaking of fun, the Maple Leafs and Canadians are also in action tonight. The only other game on the schedule Two of the top teams in the NHL in the North Division. Thankfully, the NHL staggered the starts. So the Bruins Rangers starts at 7. Canadians Maple Leafs at 7.30. So it'll be well worth having two screens open to keep an eye on both of those games tonight. I get very excited whenever a Built Bar box arrives on my doorstep because they are the best tasting protein bars I've ever had. Comes in 18 amazing flavors. Some have nuts, others don't, so be aware of that if you have a nut allergy. Many are gluten-free, which is important for me as someone who has celiac. They're all covered in 100% chocolate, and they are soft and easy to chew. But they're great because it's not just a delicious treat. You can also lose or maintain weight while enjoying your Built Bars because they're low-calorie, low-sugar, high in protein, and high in fiber. Right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com, select your products, and use promo code LOCKEDON, you can get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. We are covering everything you need to know about the Bruins, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Every Wednesday on Locked On Boston Bruins, I put out a call for questions for a mailbag segment. And once again, you have not disappointed And I am going to jump in and uh, answer these now. The first one comes from Jess Belmosto. She has been on the podcast before. She is the host of the Locked On Flames podcast. And she asks, is Don Sweeney on the hot seat if the Bruins don't have a strong playoff run? I think there's a couple ways to look at that. I think Don Sweeney has done very well at helping the Bruins rebuild on the fly. And I think he has earned the trust of Cam Neely and ownership uh, and has a pretty long leash when it comes to building this team. Obviously, they've been very successful over the last several years. And so far, Sweeney's 
decisions to part ways with Tori Krug and Zdeno Chara have worked out as Jeremy Lozon and Jacobs Borrell have fit into the defense core quite well, and they're playing very strong in their own end. Uh, the addition of Craig Smith is looking pretty good, and some other trades that he has made um, are, yeah, paying off. Nick Ritchie looks pretty good. Charlie Coyle for Ryan Donato was a win. Um, so I think he has done very well in his time with the Bruins. You look at teams like the Blackhawks and the Kings, won cups, you know, eight, six years ago, and have really fallen off, went through kind of a full rebuild. The Bruins have been able to um, keep things very strong on the fly and rebuild at the team around Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, Tuka Rask, David Krejci. Those players have remained uh, rock solid for the Bruins. And then you've had David Pasternak come in, Charlie McAvoy, all these other complimentary players who are becoming core players as well that, that Don Sweeney has brought in. So I don't think he's on the hot seat this year per se. I think, you know, they are well positioned for a long playoff run. Uh, I don't think if they lose out in the first or second round that he would be in danger of losing his job. That's probably a few years off now. I could see him sticking with the team through the eventual loss of Patrice Bergeron and helping the team kind of rebuild that way. And uh, so, yeah, I could see him staying around for quite a while. I think it would take a disastrous season for them to consider replacing Don Sweeney at this point. And uh, I don't really think he'll be on the hot seat, regardless of what happens this season. And also because of the extenuating circumstances of, of, of COVID and just how, yeah, out of their control, a lot of things are at the moment. Uh, we're not even guaranteed a playoffs at this point to begin with, so we'll see what happens as uh, as we move along. But again, I don't I don't really think uh, Don Sweeney will be on the hot seat if the Bruins don't go on a long playoff run. Although it certainly would be disappointing. Sean Woodley asks, at what point during it was four one were you convinced the Bruins were going to win? Also, do you have any Matt Fratton memorabilia? It, for the second part of the question, no. And I might have told this story on the podcast before, but I actually texted my brother-in-law, who's a huge Leafs fan, when it was 4-1, uh, congratulations. And then, as fate would have it, the Bruins pulled off the comeback, and my brother-in-law and I probably didn't talk for <laughs> for a few weeks just because it was so awkward and he is a massive Leafs fan, and, uh, you know, I'm a massive Bruins fan, uh, so I didn't want to kind of rub it in or uh, <laughs> bring the subject up. I was probably convinced they were going to win. Uh, I don't even know if I was until the very end, to be honest. Uh, once they tied it, felt pretty good going into overtime, but, you know, anything can happen in a sudden death uh, format, and so I wasn't convinced they were going to win until... They uh, eventually did score the game-winning goal in overtime. I was convinced they were going to lose when it became 4-1. But unlike the owner of the team, I stuck with them and uh, kept watching until they pulled off the victory. Next question comes from Parksy at Parksy6. Have the young defensemen shown you enough to justify losing Chara? 
who's your top 6D. I mentioned them before. Uh, the likes of Jeremy Lozon and Jacob Sborrell have played pretty well for the Bruins so far. If you look at the team stats, the Bruins' defense has remained very strong. They're only allowing 2.18 goals per game, which is tied for second fewest around the NHL. Avalanche also at 2.18, Lightning 1.82. When it comes to shots against per game, the Bruins are first, only allowing 23.5. So you can't really complain about the defense to date. The penalty kill still remains strong. There was the thought that you could keep Chara around maybe for that purpose, third pairing penalty killer, but the Bruins penalty kill second in the NHL at 87.8. So you can't really complain right now at all about the way the defense has played. It was a gamble by Don Sweeney, uh, but it is paying off so far. And that's with Matt Grizzlick out of the lineup for some time. He should be back tonight for our Bruins. Um, my top 60 Probably pretty similar to what it looks right now. Uh, I'd really like Lozon and McAvoy together. Grizzlick, Carlo makes sense. And Zborl and Miller. Uh, the addition of Kevin Miller, um, or the re-addition, I should say, against all odds, he looks pretty good um, after all the surgeries that he went through 20 months away from the game. Uh, so him coming back has certainly helped the team as well, uh, if you can believe it. Uh, so yeah, I think they have shown me enough to justify losing Chara, uh, and I'll be excited to see Grizzlick back in to once again take over that um, Tory Krug spot that was vacated as well. My friend Mare at Mare Out Loud, she asks, are the Bruins ever going to be not good again? But seriously, they are consistently one of the top teams in the league, and it's very frustrating. How do they manage that? Again, I mentioned it earlier, Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron, Tugarask, David Krejci, those four players remain the core of the team dating back, you know, over the past decade. The fact that Patrice Bergeron is a fine wine and seems to be getting better with age certainly helps. Uh, I think you'll see the Bruins be not good again once he has... Uh, moved on once he's retired once Brad Marchand enters his later 30s uh, those two players cannot be replaced their numbers will be retired one day for sure and um, yeah once those guys are gone certainly it will be a whole new look for this team David Krejci Tukarask both unrestricted free agents at the end of this season uh, so that could be the impetus towards a bit of a dive for the Bruins if they are not retained and not brought back. Uh, but hopefully they both come back. Uh, but I'm not really sure how that's going to work out. Similar kind of question from uh, Abolish This Website. Where did that question go? At Webstar Van City asks, Why do the Bruins have to be good when the whole world wants them to be bad? Why is the NHL playing regular hockey games? when we could be watching 82 straight bubble games of St. Louis versus Arizona instead. I mentioned yesterday the oh, sorry the Coyotes and Blues are scheduled to play seven games straight, I believe, which is insane just because of all the COVID postponements. The Bruins have to be good. Well, they don't have to be good. They just are good. Patrice Bergeron, like I said, 
as long as he is playing at a high level, this team will remain pretty good. And uh, Bruins fans have been blessed to have him in the mix for the last whatever it has been 15, 16, 17 years. He is so great. Um, one of my all-time favorite players, to be sure. And I will certainly miss him when his time is up. But hopefully that's not for a handful of years yet. I believe that's it for mailbag questions this week. Thank you so much for sending those in. And you can do so each week at LO Boston Bruins or at ENC McLaren. And uh, yeah, again, next Wednesday, we'll be back with another mailbag segment. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers award shows and reality TV. They provide real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Every Wednesday on Locked On NHL, take a deep dive into the Western Conference with Sarah Avampato of Locked On Kings and Tom Gazzola of Locked On Oilers. Whether it's a look at the top-end contenders like Vegas and Colorado or breaking down the rebuilds of the Kings and Blackhawks, Locked On NHL has you covered on Western Conference Wednesdays. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get podcasts. Let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL as we do here on the podcast. Mentioned yesterday, of course, the hiring of Ron Hextall as general manager and Brian Burke as president of hockey operations by the Pittsburgh Penguins. I had a question come in via Instagram from that sports pod hosted by college friend Chris Graham asking about that and how it might affect the Bruins. Um, I think perhaps they could uh, start to rebuild, but it looks like they're Going to go for it one last time, see how the team performs this playoffs after a disappointing exit in the qualifying round last year, and kind of go from there. Definitely be interesting to see Brian Burke kind of at the helm of another team and how he and Hextall will work together. And uh, yeah, Will Crosby and Malkin, Latang finish their careers with the Penguins. Uh, that remains to be seen. Another Thing I wanted to mention was the recent benching of Patrick Laine by John Tortorella. Everybody assumed, of course, that it was because of weak defensive play or he wasn't meshing with John Tortorella so far, but apparently it had something to do with Laine being disrespectful to a member of the Blue Jackets coaching staff. If you recall, Dubois was benched prior to being traded. And that was a result of very, uh, shall we say, weak effort while he was playing, while everybody knew that he wanted to be traded. So that was certainly understandable. And if this is the case that Line A was being disrespectful to a coach, then it's another example, perhaps, of Tortorella uh, kind of being justified in benching a player. It's it's not really great to uh, be mouthing off within your first couple weeks <laughs> with a new team. Some more COVID concerns. 
after last night's game between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Anaheim Ducks. Zach Whitecloud won the game with a third-period goal. However, the Golden Knights canceled a virtual post-game press conference citing COVID-19 protocols. They also have canceled today's practice, and there will be no media availability today either. The Ducks post-game presser was also cut short. The Golden Knights already had a pretty lengthy COVID pause in their season, and we could be heading towards another pause for them. Of course, the Flyers and Capitals game was postponed last night. Half the East Division is currently shut down, so not going anywhere anytime soon, like I've been saying, and hopefully our Bruins can... Uh, stay free and clear. Brad Marchand was just on a Zoom call with the media saying it can be really tough on the road when you're stuck in your hotel room 10-12 hours. It can really obviously affect your mental health as well as keep you from perhaps starting off strong in a game because of how uh, yeah fresh your legs are, are not really moving around throughout the day. One last note from Elliot Freeman's 31 Thoughts column. He did write that the Bruins checked in on Jake Vertanen, something I mentioned the other day. Says he doesn't know where that stands now. As mentioned earlier, the Bruins are relatively healthy heading into tonight's game, although Andres Bjork is back on the uh, right side playing on the third line. So without Andre Kasha... There could be a need on the right side, but he is currently practicing, so we'll see what uh, what transpires there in terms of adding depth on the right side. Anyways, that's it for today's Locked On Boston Bruins. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy the game tonight. Please follow along at LO Boston Bruins or at ENC McLaren for some hockey tweets, serious or otherwise. We'll be back tomorrow to recap the game and also update the NHL's top five teams so far this season. Expecting our Bruins to be in there unless they uh, really poop the bed tonight. So yeah, thanks so much again for listening. Please do subscribe. Please rate and review if you're able. And we will talk to you again tomorrow, friends.